When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob Nation. Let's go. New year, new us. Let's go. I love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. What a weekend. What a weekend. College football is just the fucking best, bro. It can't be topped. You can't beat that. I know. That's the thing is like, I love the NFL too. I love the Broncos. But... You know, the big word the kids are using these days is aura. <laughs> <laughs> Just compared to college football, the NFL has no aura. Yeah. It's it's honestly hard to wrestle with. Because it's like we got one more fo- college football game, and then that's all we got left. Like It's just college football is just the best. I will say Saturday night was great, though. Cowboys-Lions, that was like a, a playoff game before yep. the playoffs. That was a good game, for sure. That, but, like... I don't know. Even the bowl games that day, I had right. more fun watching. But I also hit a four-game parlay, so you were always on helps. fire. Yeah, I think I honestly I lost a few yesterday, but I think going into yesterday, I was like twelve of my last fourteen on bowl bets. That's and insane. I I still did well yesterday because I hit the over in both playoff games, but I had a Bama money line and Washington money line, so not bad. I went half and half too. I had Michigan and Texas, so there you go. All right, we'll get into the CFP, but, man, it was dramatic for the buffs this weekend, too. Yes. <laughs> man, it never stops. It never does. It's pretty amazing, actually. Um, but let's talk about what happened on Saturday. Charles Kelly announced he is leaving Colorado. He is headed back I guess he to didn't announce it. Well, it was reported, I yes. guess. Um, he's headed back to the south to coach at Auburn to join their defensive staff. I think he's joining as a co-defensive coordinator. Yeah, um, which is a role that he had at Alabama. I think he had a similar role also at FSU. Um, but yeah, he's out. What was your thought? What were your initial thoughts when you saw that news? Um, mixed, mixed feelings. Um, I, I don't like you know when people. I don't want my first reaction to ever be like, didn't want him anyway. You know what I right, mean? Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's disingenuous. Um, the, my favorite quality about Charles Kelly was, well, a few things, but I don't, I don't mean to diminish him, but my fit, one of my favorite things about him was that coach prime really liked him and trusted him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a big believer in staff chemistry being equally as important as team chemistry. Yeah. Uh, and so it's one of the reasons why Sean Lewis didn't work is I just don't think that there was, it, it clicked. Whereas with Coach Prime and Charles Kelly, it clicked. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know Shiloh and Charles Kelly, it clicked. Uh, <laughs> Neely and Charles Kelly, it clicked. You know he he just came in and yeah. fit very well as a part of the family, and he had his ups and downs on game days, which is my second feeling about this, which is like, okay, this is uh, this is a bummer for the reasons I just mentioned. Also, uh, obviously a prolific recruiter. Yes. Um, who did most of his good work at Colorado in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. But regardless, a good recruiter. Uh, 
And then my second feeling was like, well, at, at least we're not losing someone who was a beast on game day. Like right. this year, it's not like he had all the pieces you need to be super successful, but no one is coming away being like, damn, he was dominating out there right. uh, calling the defense. So it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, you're bummed for the reasons I mentioned, but you're also a little bit excited of like, man, can they improve mm -hmm. uh, the defense with a, you know, by getting a, a, a special hire to come in here? I mean, my take's pretty similar, my instant reaction at least. And I was kind of surprised at how many people were like cheering this move on or like, yes, yeah. finally, like it happened. Because I think the defense got a lot, lot better in the second half of the season. You can That's point sure. to the Stanford game. You can point to the CSU game and go, why can't we defend the slant or the crossers in this situation? And it's a valid question, absolutely. But um, just the strides that we saw this defense make from week one to week 12, I thought were pretty substantial. Um, and they were encouraging for the future, I thought. So, and then just going back to media day, how he like stepped in there for yeah. Coach Prime and like, he, he really made the program just like a part of him too. Yeah. Yep. Um, what else? I'll just say based on my interactions with him and uh, you know the way that he approached this job, I'll always be a Charles Kelly fan. Yep. Um, he told us a story uh, the night before the Utah game, and it was just like it was so cool to hear. It was a long story, so I won't get into the whole thing. But mm -hmm. essentially, he was talking about Cam. And how he reminds him of a player he had at Florida State uh, and just went on this long, like, he was just such a good storyteller, really engaging person. Mm -hmm. uh, when he was telling me that story, I was like, oh, I totally get why he's such a good recruiter. Yep. Um, because he had a warm personality that, that I think attracts people. Um, but again, I don't think it's a position that the Buffs can't improve at, which sure. excites me a bit. For sure. Um, we will miss him as a recruiter, I think, a bit, but you've got Coach Prime as your head coach. I don't think recruiting is ever going to be a worry when that's the case. That's one of the things that I think gets missed a lot. Um, and, it, and this is no not to discredit the recruiting staff, not to discredit the assistant staff uh, or any of that, because they all do really, really good work For and sure. they all work really, really hard. In the end, a very high percentage of players who come to Colorado are coming here because they want to play for Coach yep. Prime. Uh, so Charles Kelly heads back to Auburn. Um, that's his al alma mater. That's where he played defensive back from 86 to 89. Looking through his you know, coaching resume here, I think the Colorado job was the first time he coached west of the Mississippi ever. Yeah, that and happens a lot. Yeah, so I think it's pretty obvious he kind of missed home. Um, was able to go back to his alma mater, go back to the part of the country that he calls home. And just, I mean, he's, it's a good spot for him. Auburn had a decent year. They made a bowl game. They've, they're kind of rebuilding right now, too. But um, definitely rooting him on. The next phase of this happened pretty quickly, though, on Saturday morning. Carl Reed of 247 put out this tweet saying that he talked to Coach Prime that morning about Charles Kelly moving on. Um, he said that this was something that they both agreed upon. Coach Prime is always for his coaches making the moves that they feel are best for their careers and families. But then he says, but the defensive coordinator that has come in and buckle up with three mind-blown emojis. I can't give you the name just yet because of our relationship and the trust factor that we have. But the commitment to providing an NFL atmosphere is evident with this move. In quotes, they come in. That one... 
That one uh, got me out of my seat, or at least <laughs> yeah. to the edge of it. Got me sending out some texts uh -huh. and doing some digging. Uh, and it's super exciting. Uh, and it, and it, it, it can send your mind anywhere, really. Mm -hmm. um, because I might as well just like print this on a coffee mug at this point, but Coach Prime's network is everyone. Mm -hmm. There's no one that he can't get a hold of with maybe on the second call. Like he might have to call one person to get someone else's info, right. but he can get in touch with everyone via two degrees of separation. Yep. Um, and so your mind could wander anywhere um, to the point where we have Andre over here talking about Bill Belichick. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get that unrealistic with it, but when you hear something like that, it really gets the gears turning. Yep. So I've got six names here. Um, first one's Ken Norton Jr., and this is a guy who Coach Prime mentioned and brought up before the UCLA game. He was UCLA's linebackers coach last season, was a longtime defensive coordinator um, in Seattle, uh, two stints in Seattle, one as linebackers coach, one as D.C., was D.C. for the Oakland Raiders as well. Uh, played with Coach Prime back in the day, played for the Cowboys and the Niners, won three Super Bowls back then. I just go back to that UCLA pre, uh, press conference during the week when I don't know why he brought him up, but he brought up Ken Norton Jr. and Coach Prime just gushed admiration for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, obvious connection. Uh, a, a very successful defensive coach uh, at multiple levels. My question to you, and, and I'm just asking the question. This is not to diminish the resume at all. Would Ken Norton Jr. be a three head exploding emoji <laughs> hire, or uh, as as Neely said, uh, a hire that would quote rock the world? Uh, probably. It's slightly under, pretty underwhelming actually. Once you put it into the those guidelines, I guess. So you're saying no, it's not. It I don't think it fit. is. No, I don't think so either. And it has nothing to do with. Um, Ken Norton and Jr., the coach, right. who I think is very good. It has more to do with Ken Norton Jr., the name, which is not a name that I think people outside of deep college football circles know. Um, just putting the pieces together, though, he is very much an NFL mind. He's done it for a long time, so that would fill that department. Yep. It's just the splash, I yep. think, is what we're missing. Though. And let me be clear. If they made that higher, I would be over the moon about sure. it. Um, but I'm just I'm trying to read the tea leaves here mm -hmm. um, to form an educated guess uh, upon well, you know the information that's out there. I don't know if that one fits, but it, it very well could. Um, it's it's based on the perspective of the person yep. who heard the news. Uh, he's coached in both the NFL and college too, so I think that's another positive on his resume there. Brian Flores, the next name. Uh, he's currently the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, was the Miami Dolphins head coach from 2019 to 2021. Obviously, a lot happened there between Tua, between the ownership mm -hmm. in Miami. Uh, spent a year in Pittsburgh under Mike Tomlin as an assistant before heading over to Minnesota. We have a weird, like, Minnesota connection yep. with this staff for some reason. Zimmer. Yep. Um, who we'll get to. Hill went to Minnesota. Yep, yep. Uh, so Pat Shermer. Yep, Pat Shermer, Minnesota ties. So, yeah, I mean, that leads you here. What I'll say is that Brian Flores is doing a fantastic job at, at, at the Vikings. Um, and I, I would have a hard time believing they would let him 
go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't stop someone. Uh, but what I'm saying is they would they would do their damnedest uh, to make sure that he stays there. But that one would absolutely be a splash. For sure. I agree. I think it'd be a home run higher in all regards. And I that, think the only it's a thing, name that everyone knows. The only thing that gives me pause is not much college experience. So you yep. don't know how he is as a recruiter. Yep. Um, these two names kind of go together. Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. Yes. Uh, they went together very well yes. on the football field. Yes. Uh, so when I heard this and I read that tweet, full disclosure, my the first name that came to my head was Ed Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously had uh, the opportunity at Bethune-Cookman come up last year. Was I was so excited to see how that went. I know. Um, I probably would have watched as many Bethune-Cookman games as I could yep. um, because it was like it was like part two of the coach prime world right yeah. like yeah. can it, can it be replicated can coach prime be replicated uh and obviously things went awry uh at bethune cookman and it didn't work out for ed reed and i thought to myself as soon as i saw this news like is that the perfect way for ed reed to get into this uh and enter the sphere of course the the drawback um you're going to hear and the and the you know the worry i guess that people would have about it is he's never been a defensive coordinator and yep. he hasn't coached uh in that way at all and so you'd be putting a lot of trust in him calling the defense i will say this though you also have Deion sanders <laughs> as your head coach um he can be involved in calling the defense planning the defense and then you have dennis thurman on staff yep. uh who what better uh, mentor to work with someone like this, uh, you know, than Dennis Thurman. So I think that would be great. Here's what I will say. Conversations that I've had and we had um, before this news came out about who could potentially be the defensive coordinator, it sounded like Coach Prime wanted someone who was experienced in the role. Yep. And so that's my only hesitation on Ed Reed. Otherwise, it obviously hits the splash. It obviously rocks the world. Mm-hmm. It's all the head exploding emojis. It hits all yep. of that stuff perfectly. Um, Ray Lewis, I think, is much, much more of a long shot just yeah. in many areas. I don't think he's coaching at all. Ed Reed did serve as the chief of staff at Miami in 2020 and 2021. He was a senior football advisor there in 22 as well before he got the Bethune-Cookman job, and then we all know what happened there. Um, so a little bit of experience, at least in a college, I guess, Setting. front office is yeah. what you'd call it. But Speaking of front office, did you know that the um, general manager, which is a word that I had never heard in college football until very recently. Coach Kelly, David Kelly. Uh, yes, but the one who does it now for Washington mm-hmm. before that was doing it for Michigan. So Who is it? Um, you can look because... I believe Corey Phillips quote tweeted him last night Mm. uh, and essentially said built both teams that are in the national championship game. Now we're we're living amongst a legend or something. Courtney Morgan is his name. Isn't that crazy? dude? That is wild. Yeah, that dude. That dude's getting a raise. Um, Anyways. Anyways, is there a world in which you you can combine Ray Lewis (laughs) and Ed Reed? Onto your defensive staff and and try to recreate the magic they had on the field together on your staff. I mean, you'd be recruiting like crazy if that was the case. <laughs> Can you imagine like <laughs> D 
Deion Sanders, Ed Reed, and Ray Lewis walk into your and house. Warren Sapp. <laughs> and Warren Sapp. And Warren Sapp. What are you going to say? No? I don't know. How do you say no? <laughs> you don't. You don't. It'd be incredible. I mean, it'd definitely be cutting edge. It'd be something we've never seen in college football, which is what this program and Coach Prime is all about. It'd yep. be exciting. Yep. I just don't know if it'd be the best football move. It, I, I don't even know if that's the right word. Is like, is, is it the right coaching move? Right, right. Because um, these guys are going to know ball. Of course. At an elite level. But there's a, it's a, there's a totally different art to calling a game mm -hmm. that you just don't know if you have it until you've done it. Right. Um, so, but my God, you might just get players that are so good. It won't matter. Exactly. Um, I feel like I probably had a, you know, when you're a little kid and you create your own team and you turn yeah. like decline trade off and you just trade for <laughs> I'm pretty sure at one point I had Warren Sapp, Ed Reed. Sure. Ray Lewis and Deion Sanders all in the same team. Probably. Yep. <laughs> um, two more names here. Mike Zimmer being one of the more obvious choices that a lot of people's minds went to first. Yeah, that's the first one that everyone pretty much brought up. Yeah. Um, not a. It, it would be a really good hire. I mean, this is a, a, a top defensive mind mm -hmm. um, that's out, you know, out there right now. I just don't know if that's a shock the world move. In fact, because everyone said it right away, almost directly opposes the the idea that it, that it shocks or rocks the world. Right. Um, I kind of get the feeling he's kind of done with like high profile coaching jobs. Mm -hmm. I mean, he went to JSU and was a defensive analyst, I believe. Um, he helped out greatly, of course, but wasn't there calling plays. I don't know if he just wants it anymore. He could be an NFL DC still if he wanted to. I feel like. Yeah. So. He's got plenty of options. He's obviously got a relationship here in Colorado with Coach Prime. Um, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel, I feel like it would have happened already. If it happened last year, if it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fact that he never was a, a part of the staff last year. Right. Um, goes against this. Last name. Lovey Smith. Former Chicago Bears, longtime Chicago Bears head coach, most recently Houston Texans head coach, and was the head coach at Illinois. This one makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. uh, makes a lot of sense to me. A, you know, a true, true defensive mind, uh, a true, true NFL mind, which obviously was part of Carl Reed's um, post about it. Um, we know Coach Prime really likes having former head coaches on the staff. This is a guy who's done it at every level. Uh, I mean, it, this one makes a whole lot of sense to me, Jake. I agree. I mean, you get a guy who used the portal a ton at Illinois. Yep. Experienced recruiting, especially in the portal. There's, a, there, there's an article out there that says, like, how Lovey Smith turned Illinois into Portal U. Mm -hmm. um, obviously coached at a high level, both college and the NFL. I mean, he's coached everywhere in college, too. Tulsa, Wisconsin, ASU, Kentucky, Tennessee, Ohio State. That's all before he went on to the NFL and built those or was a part of those great Tampa Bay defenses. Of course, the Tampa 2 is going to be something that we would talk about with this move as well. Uh, that's something he ran a lot in Chicago and in Tampa Bay. Obviously, had great and linebackers. And in Illinois. Um, so that immediately become an intriguing part of this team, an intriguing part of this defense. I think it'd be a home run. Yeah, I, I think it would too. 
Um, I love the fact that he has recruiting experience. While ha- I mean, he's, he's pretty much one of one in terms of the level of experience that he has doing everything mm-hmm. that would be asked of him. Um, Coach Prime, I think his biggest recruiting pitch, which I don't think he would like me using that word, uh, is essentially that we're preparing you to go to the NFL here. Right. Uh, exactly. And who better than Lovey Smith to help alongside Deion Sanders and Warren Sapp and, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of the staff in terms of preparing guys from, from the, uh, for the NFL. Um, the Tampa two had mixed results for, uh, Lovey at Illinois. Um, he it's came, very reliant on talent. Yes. And that's, that's exactly where I was going with it. Um, he actually came in and took over a atrocious defense. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was like 121st or something the year before he got there. And in the first year, it was up to 45th. Um, so made a huge impact. Then it lulled out for the next two years, and then it launched back up um, the last year. And you said exactly what I was going to say, which is it's talent. I mean, this is a players make plays yep. type of defense. Yep. Uh, you need really good linebackers. Uh, and really instinctual linebackers. Um, I mean, Travis Hunter is just about the perfect corner sure. uh, for it because you're giving the corners a lot of freedom out yeah. there. Um, and then obviously your your two safeties up top. You know, you're asking a lot of them. But when it works, it feels like there's 14 players on the field. Yep. Um, that's about it. Some pe- other names that people threw out there: Charlie Strong. I don't think that really fits the NFL. Um, I guess model that we're looking at here. He he hasn't coached in the NFL besides uh, in 2021 was an assistant head coach and inside linebackers coach at Jacksonville. He's coached primarily in college football. Um, Tony Dungy, I don't think is a name that we'd throw out there. And then Bill Belichick was in the chat. I mean, if you want to go for splash, it'd be Bill Belichick. <laughs> What are we doing here? Bro, could you imagine, though? Someone's going to pay Bill Belichick like $25 million a year to be their head coach. Uh, maybe he doesn't want to be a head coach. <laughs> He's old. Who knows? Uh, yeah, that one's not happening. Rex Ryan's another name. I, I, I'm i kind of if, out on Rex Ryan. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, if, if it was Bill Belichick, three <laughs> head-exploding emojis would be doing such... An injustice. <laughs> it really that's like would. four hundred. That's like four <laughs> straight threaded tweets of head exploding emojis. That's like a thirty for thirty documentary almost. Just the hiring <laughs> process yeah. of bringing him in. Yeah. Uh, I, I shouldn't say I'm out on Rex Ryan, um, but I don't know. Maybe uh, we're a little too close to it with the whole thing with the Broncos, because um, he was interviewed. Yeah. To be the Broncos defensive coordinator this last year, the Broncos didn't end up hiring him. Then he's like made weird comments about how they didn't offer him enough money. And he said at one point, like if it was my uh if it was my defense, they'd be the best in the league or something like that. And then like the very next week he was talking about how they have no talent. <laughs> um, so that's just bothered me. But he obviously is a very smart defensive player. Yes. Um that's all I can think of. Any other names? We hit on uh, on a lot of them. Someone just mentioned Vance Joseph uh, wanting to come home. Well, he already is home. Yeah. Uh, he uh, Obviously, he mm. could move even closer, I guess, to home. Uh, he's really turned it around. I think he's staying in Denver. Oh, he's not getting fired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's been actually one of the more impressive coaching jobs uh, I can remember seeing in the NFL. 
terms of getting 70 put on your head right and then turning into being one of the better defenses uh in the nfl all right chat who do you want yeah of everyone we want. just named or someone we didn't name um get those comments in right now i tell you guys about our friends at breckenridge brewery you guys know we love our breck brews here at dmbr They've got a brew for any occasion. The Christmas Ale is out right now. That's also the beer of the month here at the DMVR bar. You can get a pint for six bucks. Um, they've got tons of great beers, though. The Mountain Beach Sour, the My uh, High City Golden, Broncos Country Pale Ale, Fun Slinger. They also have good company hard seltzers. Check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Legal Pete's. Where, where is that? Okay. Uh, also, <laughs> shout out to Illegal Pete's. Uh, I was out of town this last week, so I've been deprived of illegal pizza for a few days now uh, but that just may be dinner tonight illegal pizza man there's so much good stuff there but sometimes you just want to go just because the queso is that good yep like just some chips and queso um it's, it's one of the more craveable things around here for sure uh so check out our friends over at illegal pizza get the reverse nachos get yourself a steak queso burrito whatever it may be check them out uh and get in on some delicious delicious burritos buddies well the buddies aren't delicious <laughs> <laughs> but delicious burritos and beers with your buddies <laughs> um some interesting names here jim leonard someone said leslie frazier as well oh I like uh that. did jim leonard get a job or is he just taking the year off i think he just took the year off by the way someone said like i i said that no one knows ken norton jr that's not and then they said anyone over 35 would remember him, him, his playing days. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that it's not uh, – if, if someone hears that news and goes, oh, I remember him from his playing days, that's very different from being – Mind blown. Yeah. Oh, my God. No way. They did that. Yep. So, again, just trying to read the tea leaves. I could be completely wrong, but that's my read on, on that. And like I said multiple times, I would be over the moon if they hired Ken Norton Jr. to be yeah. the defensive coordinator. Because he's a, uh, an incredible, he would be an incredible hire from a football standpoint. Um, but just trying to read the, uh, the messaging that we have. And Jim, as you guys can tell, we don't know yet. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> definitely don't. Um, you know, so there's times when, we, uh, when there's stuff like this out there and we know this is not one of them. Uh, Jim Leonard is intriguing, though. I don't know if he's an actual fit. He was a senior football analyst at Illinois this last year. So he was involved in some capacity. After uh, wasn't fired, I guess let go for another head coach at Wisconsin. People are wiling in the comments now. Oh, they always do, man. <laughs> they always do. They were interesting on Friday. I'll say that. All right, uh, let's talk about the portal. It's let's. been kind of quiet. I miss it. I, I miss the, the chaos. <laughs> Like, this whole weekend, I was, like, looking at my timeline. I was like, wow, there's just really not been anything going on. Yeah, we got some eye emojis on uh, New Year's Eve. I don't know what if that was anything. Who was it? Cleo uh, Benson. Cleo Benson, okay. Yeah. You got a, a head a face palm from Shador at one point. <laughs> yeah. He had a few tweets. Yep. He's been in the cryptic tweet game yeah, recently, he bro. Yes, he <laughs> He's trying to take the crown. <laughs> he is. All right, um, we're going to start talking about uh, Nick Scorton again. Scourton. Scourton, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is going to happen. He set four visits this week. 
Um, he had a top six that we talked about last week. I think all these schools were in there. Colorado was in there, but he did not mention them for his visits. He's heading to Texas A&M, Florida State, Mizzou, and OU this week for visits. What does that sound like? Yep. You hear that sound? Yep. I know that sound. Yep. And more power too. Sure. Um, but yeah, it doesn't. It feels like it's gonna. It would take a hail mary. Yep. Uh, to get back into this one, uh, follow the money. Um. All right. First new guy. Well, not even new guy. We talked about this guy a lot last year, and because of the waivers things now, you can re-enter the portal after you transferred last year. Yep. Bless you. Former Jackson State wide receiver and now former Louisville Cardinals wide receiver Kevin Coleman has entered the portal. Yeah, this was one of the guys on a short list of players that we really wanted from Jackson that we didn't get. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's the truth of it. Uh, former four star um, electric with the ball in his hands, had great chemistry, it seemed, with Shador. And we kind of thought he'd be coming. Yeah. Uh, but he decided to go to Louisville, and I think that's home for him. Missouri's home. Near home. Yeah, yeah. close to home. So, uh, yeah, it was surprising. What were his stats this last year? Not great, bro. Um, played in all 14 games, only 26 receptions. Or, I'm sorry, twenty. yeah, 26 receptions for 362 yards and two touchdowns. He added six rushes for 25 yards. Uh, played a lot as a returner for them. 26 uh, punt returns for 117 yards. Not a great average there. But had four kick returns for 88 yards. It's a 22 yards average per kick return. Um, for whatever reason, just wasn't a crucial part of their offense. I mean, he caught 26 passes, was their primary returner, it seems, but just didn't pop. Yeah. Yeah, bummer. Um, <clears throat> someone in the comments said, uh, how many wide receivers do we need? Um, we've talked about <laughs> we, this before. Yeah. It's just a position that there's so much talent out there that you're just willing to stock up on it. Yep. Um, but I, I don't think Kevin Coleman is, is uh, going to be a buff. I don't think so either. Um, again, if it was going to happen, I think it would have happened last offseason. Yep. Yep. Next Missouri. guy. That's what a lot of people have said, and they've obviously flushed with cash. <laughs> They're printing it out there. It's that Ozark money. I finished Ozark <laughs> this weekend, by oh, yeah? the way. Yeah. How'd that go? Um, that's what I did on New Year's Eve. But I don't know. Mixed feelings about the ending. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah, no, but I mean, I was, I'm not going to watch it, but. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, I, ending shows are hard, but when you end them on, like, these ambiguous open endings, uh, it's just kind of annoying, you know? Okay. Fair enough. Um, next guy today has entered the portal. This is a former five-star, Lance Hurd, former LSU Tiger, 6'6", 340, uh, offensive tackle out of Monroe, Louisiana. Did not play this last year for the Tigers. Uh, was obviously one of the best players in the 2023 recruiting class at offensive tackle. LSU is set to return both of their starting offensive tackles again this year as well, uh, or in 2024, so he wants to play. Have you heard that herd could be joining the herd? <laughs> I have not heard that herd could be joining the herd. <laughs> well, what have you heard? Listen up. <laughs> uh, I think this one. I think there's a chance here. Uh, they need a tackle, um, and uh, you know, who better than herd to join the herd? 
Um, <laughs> this this would be a huge one. You know? Oh, massive. What is he, 6'6", 350? We talked about the first off the bus. Oh, yeah. Uh, the buffs need it, and they've got it in spades this year. But this might be number one if you get him. Um, five-star recruit, top 15 player from last year. Yep. Yeah. Five-star recruit. I mean, you could have five stars on the bookends. That'd <laughs> be unreal. Yeah. So I think I think there's a good chance here. Uh, and this is one to keep an eye on. Um, next guy, I've got Scooby Williams. Ah, yes. Edge out of, I believe, Florida. Yeah, edge out of Florida. Was a 2021 four-star recruit, top 100 player. Was listed at 6'3", 224. If you give me a minute, I will find his listing from this year. Um, but played a lot for the Gators this last season. Had 53 total tackles, four TFLs, and one sack. Had two forced fumbles as well. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a position that they need to get. So uh, another one that I would be keeping an eye on. Um, certainly adds up in the uh, in the names that Coach Prime put out there. Mm-hmm. Or in the positions that Coach Prime put out there. Right. Plus, who doesn't want a player named Scooby? Yeah, of course. At defensive ends? Yeah. last guy that I knew was Scooby at defensive end was a monster. Yeah, he was. Did he ever do anything in the league? I don't think so. The Bears or something? Cleveland, I thought. Ooh, the fact that we don't even know. I know. That's uh, listed at 6'2", 230. I think he played linebacker, actually. Either way, linebacker, edge, need it. Yep. Uh, next guy we've got, I think we've talked about him, uh, Tony Grimes, former Texas A&M cornerback, uh, listed at six foot 180, was a five-star recruit in 2020. Committed to North Carolina, entered the portal at the end of 2022, and just re-entered the portal on the first. So was that two days ago? Um, played a, very well at North Carolina. Played a lot there. Didn't chart any stats this year for the Aggies. So I don't know if he was hurt or what happened there. Okay. Um, in 2021 at UNC, had 47 total tackles, two TFLs, nine passes broken up. In 2022, 36 total tackles, seven passes broken, passes broken up, and a forced fumble. Solid. Another former five-star, too. <laughs> um, next guy. We've talked about him quite a bit, and he's still one of the top-rated players in the portal. Evan Stewart, former Texas A&M wide receiver. I think Shador has a relationship with him. Um and yeah. you've talked about Evan Stewart and what he can do on the field. I mean, <clears throat> he like I, like we said, I'm always uh, interested in adding talent to the wide receiver position. But this is one that's like you move mountains to make sure you could, you could get a player of this caliber. Um, don't I get? I don't know. I don't even know if it's a fear because again, he's just that good. But it's mm-hmm. like, does everyone else? All the people that you're expecting, like, does a Will Shepard right. get, you know, upset by this? If yeah. you're go? And again, he's that good that you probably just don't care. But yeah. <laughs> hopefully you, you wouldn't have to worry about that. Um, interesting stuff going on with his recruitment, though. It uh, was reported today that Tennessee is going to be moving on. Um, they're no longer pursuing, pursuing him in their recruitment. And then he put out a tweet uh, right around noon today. That said, wherever I go, I just hope the training staff can tell me the actual diagnosis of my injuries for my physical and mental health with the prey emoji. Damn. 
Yeah. All right. Well. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. But hope the best for him. That sounds a little bit worrisome. Sure. Yeah. Another guy that we've talked quite a bit about who's still just sitting there in the portal, Jamari Caldwell, Houston defensive lineman. Very productive, was probably their most productive defensive lineman this last year. We already have Chidozi Wonkwo. Yep. Let's keep them together and bring them in. Yeah, by the way, uh, Big Doc Chico did a video with his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like an hour. Uh, I, I watched almost the whole thing just uh, in bed one of the days this weekend when I woke up. Uh, Louise tagged me in it. And uh, he says Cheeto Zay. Cheeto Zay. Okay. Um, or ch- no, sorry. Chidoze. Chidoze. Uh, just trying to <laughs> rewire my brain for that one. Sure. Um, but, dude, his dad is awesome. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Like, he's just dropping gems, man. It was Let's like go. just free game. Um, so, yeah, I recommend watching that. But, anyways, Caldwell. I'm I'm almost a little bit surprised that he's not a buff already. I'm surprised he hasn't committed. He's been yeah. in the portal for a minute now. Yeah. Uh, he entered December 12th. The portal's closed now, by the way. Oh no! So you're gonna see. We we said this last year. You're gonna see some names trickle in like today. Um, but this is the last day for the portal. So these are kind of the names we have to pick from until April. Okay. April 15th, I believe. Uh, a few more names. Oh, God, man. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I already forgot what you said. Um, <laughs> how, how do you say it, bro? Let I me see it. <laughs> oh, no, you got to try. No, come on. Come on, give it a shot. Uh, Antoine Yunka. <laughs> Let me see it again. I believe that is, first of all, you even got its first name wrong. Anton. You said Antoine. Okay, my bad. Uh, Anton Yunkai is <laughs> how I would pronounce it. Um, no idea how close <laughs> that is. He is uh, from Albany. Um, they were playing, I don't know what happened in the FCS playoffs. Do you know? But Albany was. In yeah, like the Final Albany Four. lost to, I want to say, Idaho. Okay. Um, he entered the portal on December 18th, though, and had a incredible season for them. 55 tackles, 21 and a half tackles for a loss, 15 sacks, five forced fumbles, three passes broken up. How is one of almost one out of every two of his tackles happening in the backfield? I, that's insane. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, I always forget this. Do they count tackles for loss and sacks as both? Like, if you yes, get a sack, yeah. it's a sack and tackle yes. for loss. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if it, that's what I thought. But then I was like, if not, then it was like 40 of his 55 yeah. tackles were in the backfield. No. Kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, But he was a senior. I'm assuming he's a grad transfer. Obviously, coming up from a lower level, rated a four-star transfer by 247. Um, and then two more guys, two former USC guys. I think we talked about both of these guys. Corey Foreman, who is a 2021 five-star, plays defensive line, 6'4", 265. I just closed my tab. Um, I think he is the one that didn't play this last year. Okay. Let me double-check real quick. Or no, okay, he has been playing. He was in a limited role for whatever reason. Could have been hurt. Only played in three games. Um, and then Tackett Curtis, the former USC linebacker, 
who did play as a true freshman, had a decent season, I believe, as well. Um, 40 total tackles, four TFLs, two sacks, one pass defense, one forced fumble. Again, a true freshman was a four-star recruit in 2023 out of Louisiana, 6'2", 225. All right. Um, there's one that you're forgetting. Who? Or do you still have more? That We've you... talked about Clay Patterson before. No, this one I believe we got a visit on. Yes. Um, I don't know if we actually have a visit yet, but rumored visit for Lejante Wester. Oh, yes. Uh, the highly explosive receiver out of FAU. Yes. Um, 108 receptions for 1,168 yards and eight touchdowns this season. First team at wide receiver and as a kick returner, too. Bro, that's a that's a college career for a lot yep. of receivers. A hundred catches and eleven hundred yards, hundred and eight catches. Yep. Um, again, the, it's another one that's like, oh, why do we need so many receivers? Because this dude's electric. Yes. I don't know what to tell you. You do it because you want to uh, have an electric offense. You want explosive plays. All of this stuff. That's what he does. Yeah, you never stop recruiting, even if you feel like you have some of the best receivers in the country. Mm -hmm. Like that's just that's just not a mindset you want to get into, where it's like, oh, we're fine, like we don't need them. If someone's interested, and they're damn good as a football player, yeah, why not? I mean, it's it's Corey Phillips' message, right? Exactly. Um, I'm looking to replace all of you, uh, and you don't want to have to go down this road. But if you feel like you have too many wide receivers, well, unlimited portal entries. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, you can have, you know, some people that you don't think are are going to uh, contribute as much as a guy like this could. You can, you know, encourage them to seek other opportunities. Right. Um, that's it, though. What was that? About 10 names again. Uh, they're definitely not done. So we'll see what happens here moving forward. I want Wester. Yeah, me too. All right, shout out to our great friends at Snarf's. Uh, also, check out Snarf Burger, guys. They got 26 locations around Colorado, and they're just damn good sandwiches, damn good burgers as well. They're in Boulder. They're all over Denver. Um, we've been able to try a ton of them over the last few weeks, a ton of different sandwiches. Favorite for me is the pastrami. Unc likes a hot dog one. You like the... Which I like one them was all, it? but recently I've been on the turkey and Swiss train. There you go. So check out Snarfs, guys. Great friends of the show. Great friends of DMVR. Um, and they're just amazing. Also, shout out to our friends over at Game Time. Uh, I am heading to Las Vegas this week. Mm -hmm. um, one, to go see our friends at Circa. Um, and two, to watch a football game, which unfortunately has been rendered meaningless. Yep. Which is good news for me because I haven't bought my tickets yet uh, to the game on Sunday. So now... I'm going to wait and wait and wait until they drop to very affordable prices with our friends over at Game Time. Um, the only place where you can be rewarded for procrastination. And when you use the code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, when you sign up and make your account, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase from Game Time. Uh, we had someone tweet at us this weekend mm -hmm. saying they went to the BUFFS basketball game yep. via Game Time. Uh, so we'd love to hear your Game Time success stories. Uh, but anyways... Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code BUFFS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. 
and redeem code BUFFS for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. CFP or CU basketball? Let's talk CFP. Let's get into it. Um, this was, I think, my favorite CFP ever. I don't know how, how it couldn't be. It was incredible. It was so good from start to finish. Yep. Um, I have two takes that, I, that I'm going to start with this one. Okay. To everyone that lives on the East Coast, how do you do it? How do you be a sports fan and I, live it, on the East Coast? Oh, it's too much. I don't know how they do it. Um, it didn't help that I had a 7.30 a.m. flight this morning Oof. to come back here. But, like, the second game ends around 1 a.m. Yeah. What are we doing here? I don't know. It was crazy. I don't know how you guys do it. Uh, and, like, I'm not someone who complains that much about late start times. But a 9 p.m. start for a like champion a cha- a playoff game a semi-final game is crazy to me yeah they did do it before they did yeah yeah oh, sorry, the, second one. the later oh, one so the local yeah. time yeah uh, why not just start one of the games at 1 p.m it's new That's year's true. day yeah i was in bed most of the day <laughs> yesterday i was like i'm just waiting for these games yeah so anyways that was ridiculous and just another great reason to live in the mountain time zone in colorado mountain time zones undefeated it's the best time zone to be a sports fan absolutely i think i don't even think that can be argued Bless no you. um second take and this has nothing to do with the georgia florida state outcome but can we just all be honest that the committee got it right did you see that if the BCS existed, what the matchup would be for the national championship, one versus two? Um, Georgia, Florida State. Michigan, Washington. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. I love that. Um, but yeah, they got it right for sure. They got it right. And again, I don't even have to bring up that, that Florida State lost by 60 because that's obviously a layered conversation. Mm-hmm. But the o- the team that I think has the best case for be- that got left out that didn't get to play in it is Georgia, Georgia. not yes. Florida State. Yes. Uh, but regardless, leaving out Florida State was the right decision. Yes. And we were rewarded by them taking the heat for that mm-hmm. by seeing two great football games. I mean, just wire to wire football games, momentum swings back and forth. Um, Michael Penix is just so legit, man. I love him. I'm so glad we didn't uh, play him this year. I know. He would have shredded us again. <laughs> well, and even regardless of that, it's just like anytime one of these guys plays my team, I end up liking them less. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, and so since uh, the last time we faced Penix is a distant memory that I've tried to block out of my brain anyway, uh, I just got to enjoy him to the fullest. And my God, dude, watching that guy throw a football is just it's a treat. It, it really is. It really is. Um, did you see my tweet today? Flipping his the orientation, dude. Yeah. The way he throws it is so sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I said it to you. I said it, I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen someone that looks quite as much like he's throwing a vortex football when he throws <laughs> yeah. it. Like he just slings that thing and it just fires out of his hand. Um, but even then, like the layered throws, the the sideline fades, everything is just like art from him. He's just so good, man. His like little pocket movements, how he finds windows to throw the football. 
uh, can run too, doesn't like rely on it, but has that in his bag. I, that touchdown, the the posts where he split the safeties, um, you can't throw the football better than that. You you're really can't. You're talking about the inside uh, slot post? Yep, yep. The, I feel like the far side safety was just like shocked that the ball got there. Yeah, so fast. I'm sure like, he was. If I'm that safety and I see him loading up for that throw, I'm like, oh, I got this. Yep. And then all of a sudden you take one step, the ball's already in his chest. Yep. Um, the Rose Bowl was incredible too. Uh, I just love that game. Of course, Michigan won it, but man, just what a... That is big-time college football right there. That venue, the game's going back and forth. We had overtime. Like That's just what it's all about right there. Totally. Uh, the Rose Bowl, when you think of the term that always gets associated with college football, which is pageantry, Yep. the Rose Bowl absolutely nails the pageantry of college football. I mean, the... Uh, stealth bomber flying over through the valley like oh, gives me goosebumps man <laughs> i love it it's the best it's the best and it's you know i saw i had someone tweet at me last night being like i don't really watch college football but i just happened to watch today and i i think i might like it better than uh, the nfl bro. I was like, there's just something about it yeah. you know the, uh, the uniform matchup and uh, everything it, man it's just uh, it everything so about yesterday was like 10 out of 10 I, I agree i wish i could just do that every weekend yep uh, so yeah, gr great job. I will say, Georgia. The I can't say the committee got it wrong by leaving them out, but circumstances really screwed them. Because uh, be I, I also believe that you shouldn't be able to go to the college football playoff. You shouldn't be able to be a national champion if you're not even a conference. I agree. Champion. I agree. But from a talent standpoint, yes, for trying to get the four best teams, yes. I think they had a really strong case. Uh, I don't think that Florida State had any case. No, not at all. To me, it was always between Georgia and Alabama. Even after how the SEC title game turned out, Georgia won like 26 straight games. I mean, they've won the last two titles. Yeah. Like it just, to me, it felt wrong. I understand why Bama was let in and they proved themselves worthy. Absolutely, yesterday. Mm -hmm. But Georgia was has been one of the most consistent, just dominant teams. And I know it was in the title game, but one loss, I, I think, is just it's tough to swallow. What's crazy is they would have been better off. I don't know. They would have been better off losing at any other time in the season, obviously. Of course. Uh, but you might even they might have even gotten in if they didn't make the um, the title game. The title game. Yeah. Like one loss earlier in the season knocks them out of it. Sure. And they still get it again. I hate that. I don't think you should. Well, and, and in the four-team playoff scenario, obviously next year we're going to have teams make the playoff that don't win their conference, of which course. will be better. Mm -hmm. But in the four-team playoff, I just I have a hard time letting a non-conference champion in. But I will say that's a, that's a really, really good football team. Yep. And, they, man, they just put it to FSU. I know FSU, it, obviously very deflating in a weird situation, but, man, that's as big of a statement as they could have possibly made. Well, and that's the thing about Georgia – in Florida State is like Georgia also could have had 50 guys opt out of course 30 or whatever it was yeah but they took it as they took it personally that they weren't left or weren't let in and said we're gonna go make a statement mm -hmm. Florida State doesn't get left in and they're like all right we don't give a shit anymore yep and it ended up being a terrible look for them like of course their fans are fighting for their life out here on Twitter being like this guy didn't play and that guy didn't play and this guy didn't play either and I'm just like it doesn't matter 
because you lost by 60 and you just you lost your case you yep. can't you uh, no one's listening to your case anymore because right. you lost the game by 60 points um it's also like classic sports poetic justice that their whole case was like us not having a player shouldn't mm-hmm. affect us not being in the playoff. Yeah. And then when they get beat by 60, well, we didn't have our I players. Know. It's like, well, that's what everyone was saying. Yes. You didn't have your players. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, some fun games, though. The Arizona Bowl I thought was fun. Toledo, Wyoming. I was on the wrong side of that while betting, but that was a great game down towards the end. I was on the right side. Um, the under. <laughs> the Clemson-Kentucky game was great, too, on Friday. I don't know if you watched that. I think I missed that one. No, that one was crazy. I was watching that on the plane, and then I missed the ending because it was right. I was yeah, ending was insane. Uh, The Cotton Bowl was fun. Um, Were you on Missouri for that one over Ohio State? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, I was. I actually took the points in that one instead of the money line. Oh come on! I know. I was. I was like I said. I was on a heater. I was like, I got to stay smart. Um, But that was a classic. Like. They messed it up. Right. Ohio Ohio State didn't have all their guys. Mm-hmm. Missouri did. It was like well, e- the, easy one where you see Missouri at plus five and a half, and you're like, oh, I'm definitely taking this. Oh, exactly. And then when the guy who was starting at quarterback for Ohio State goes down, like on the second drive or something, oh, yeah. you're like, oh, man, this is yeah, this is over. Uh, Ole Miss had the money line upset, too, over Penn State. I don't yep. know if you were on that. Justin told me to take it, and I didn't because I'm an idiot. I did take Ole Miss in that one. And then Oregon laid it on Liberty. Liberty goes out to a six nothing lead and then just gets trounced forty five to six. <sighs> Oregon fans are just the worst. They are. I don't know how they keep ending up in my algorithm, but <laughs> got them out here like complaining about the Penix throw in the Pac twelve championship that was ruled incomplete. Remember, it's like his hand was barely going forward, yep, and they're yep, like, "This yep. cost us a national championship." It's like his hand was going forward. I, like, you lost to them twice. Shut up! I don't want to hear it. Hey, amen, amen. The worst game of the weekend was definitely Tennessee Iowa. Didn't even watch it. <laughs> I was so was so bad. I think they lost thirty five zero. Their defense didn't show up, and yeah, once I mean, I I was joking, but. Tennessee went up 7 0, and I was like, well, that's game. <laughs> and it was right. It was right, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I, let's get to questions in. What's up, chat? I, I have to say, like. Oh, no, we have to do CU basketball, too. Oregon playing Liberty. It has to. I, 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 that just can't be. No. That can't feel good for them. No. Like, sure, you like to win in a New Year's Six Bowl, but about as hollow of a win as you could yes, possibly have yes like yeah. i just know they're just watching the cfp last night being like wow like there's these epic battles between college football powerhouses mm-hmm. going down and we played liberty yep uh see you basketball though man kj simpson is playing at an all-american level so good he i mean they had a gritty gritty win on i think it was friday night when they played uh washington um Eddie Lampkin had 17, KJ had 21. There was five buffs and double digits. That game came down to the wire without TDS, without Cody, and they just grinded it out, man. Yeah, uh, I love the mental makeup of this team. Mm-hmm. They are so mentally tough. Uh, it's a Tad Boyle special. The The first game of the weekend, the Washington game, was your ultimate Tad Boyle special. Yep. 
you didn't play great, but you held them to like 39% from the field and out rebounded them by like 12 or 13. It's yep. like, you're just going to win. You, that, that's what ta- like, that's literally Tad Boyle's entire program is built on. Mm-hmm. If you don't shoot, but you defend and you rebound well, you're going to win. Yep. Uh, and, and that, so that was really, really great win, really gutsy. And then they just did it again. Uh, was that yesterday? Uh, Wazoo, I think it was. No, that was New Year's Eve. Okay. That was on NFL Sunday. Yeah. Um, KJ is just insane. 34 points in that one. They won 74 to 67. KJ went 13 of 14 from the line. Uh, he just. He's taken his game like beyond another level. I don't even know how to describe how much better he's gotten. When I think of. You're talking KJ still? Yeah. When I think of my like all time CU Buffs trust tree, mm-hmm. meaning like. I trust this guy in a big moment. Yeah. He is so high on the list. Mm -hmm. He has everything. He has every kind of tool in his bag, whether it's like a step back three, mid range floater, get to the rim, get fouled. He can just do it all. And it's like when the game's on the line, I just feel so safe with the ball in his hands. He's like a killer too, though, man. Yeah. I mean, he is just so clutch, so good, like wire to wire. I don't think he's had a single bad, like, Five minute stretch even this entire season yet. No, no, he's awesome. I'm, I'm I, I just want CU fans to like truly appreciate KJ Simpson and get to the keg to watch him. Yep. Um this team's actually like really legit. Oh I'm yeah. I'm telling you, CU basketball has these weird expectations where it's like they lose an early season game and everyone's like, Oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, dude, they're what, eleven and two now? Yeah. Um, they're tied for first in the Pac-12. They're playing for first on Thursday. They Yeah, they should be ranked. I kind of like that they aren't, though, because mm-hmm. I think it's driving them. Um, they've got all of the pieces that you need to, to, to make some noise in March. So uh, I really hope people go and support them. And speaking of going to support them, how about the women? Oh, yeah. 7,300 at the keg. That's really really awesome biggest crowd uh, mm-hmm. at the CU event center for women's game since 2002 um, so they're getting supported they're back to number five in the country like make the trip up to Boulder to watch some basketball whether it's men or women or both mm-hmm. uh, Colorado as I said massive game coming up on Thursday at number 10 Arizona Arizona has been kind of stumbling recently they got destroyed by I think it was Stanford, Stanford bro. Oh, they <laughs> A hundred. They let Stanford put triple digits on them. I don't even. I honestly didn't see the game. I have no idea how that could happen. No. Um, they lost another one recently too, I believe, to kind of a mid-major. Who was it? FAU. Okay, FAU's ranked yeah. and Purdue's ranked. FAU too. was a Final Four team last year. They were. Yep. That was a one-point loss. Um, so get ready on Thursday, man. It's gonna be Dude. a hell of a game. We watching here. We can. Do we have football on Thursday, too? I doubt it. Damn. That would be fun, though. All right, let's get to questions. You're good. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Don Bax, do you guys know when the first day of spring ball is? No, we do not yet. Uh, I don't know when we'll find out, either. Like we've said before, the uh, the flow of information is <laughs> very different than mm-hmm. what uh, what normal programs are used to, yeah. which is fine by me. I don't want to be a normal program. Uh, another question from Glow Studio says, any word on when CU will announce who it is? <laughs> I'm assuming the defensive coordinator. Once again, the flow of information. <laughs> we don't know. It's very different. <laughs> um, like Coach Prime might just send out a tweet. 
right mm -hmm. now. Yep. Um, or, you know, it's, uh, I would think that it's going to come from a Carl Reed or, um, you know, I don't know. That, that's my guess. It's coming from Carl Reed. We'll see. Uh, good question here from TK Crossier. Do you think there will be two hires because Kelly coached safeties also? Um, I'd say probably so. I mean, I think Dancy was a safeties coach, but obviously he's coaching uh, linebackers now or defensive ends. Um, Ed Reed? Hey, <laughs> sign me up. I, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be some reshuffling because... I don't, I don't know what the rules are on total coaches and all that stuff you can right. have, but they only lost one coach. But let's say you brought in, let's just say you brought in Ray Lewis, just for the example. Well, he's not going to be your safeties coach. Right. Um, so then you're going to have to reshuffle. Yeah. Um, yeah, quite a bit of reshuffling. I mean, Dancy was on staff, obviously, so there is at least some analyst spots opening up. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, then A and W, have they even confirmed who the OC is? We have not gotten that either. Nope. Same question from uh, Christopher. Is Pat a lock? Do you think? I think lock is a strong word. If he was a lock, we I would agree. know it by now. I agree. Uh, super chat from Dom. He says, "You guys know when first day of spring ball is. Can't wait for those <laughs> well off videos popping off again like last year. You're good. Um, we do not know, but yeah, I miss it too, man." I'm it's crazy. It We've only been out of it for like a month. This is, I mean, season's too short because I get to the end of it. I honestly, know. not even the end of it. I get halfway through the season most years. And it's like, damn, we're already halfway through. I know. That's and why now we we're at the end. It's like, what the hell? That's why we need to make bowl games because it adds a month to the season. It does. Yeah. Uh, tackle and travel to Super Chat. I'm getting former HC vibes for new DC. Would not surprise yep. me at all. Yep. Um, with another one from Tackle and Travel said, LSU offensive lineman Lance Hurd, five-star in the portal. Lodeholt? So Lodeholt was his first offer out of high school when he was at Ole Miss. Um, CU offered, I think, uh, Lance Hurd back, what, two years ago or a year ago? So there's some links. Heard that? <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, Enrique with the super chat. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, a &W asking about Amari Ward. Is he coming? He's no. not coming. Not a real offer. Uh, Eric with the question said, when's Neely coming back? Soon. Come home, Unc. <laughs> when the, 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 the uh, DC gets announced, we'll have him back for sure, at least. Maybe it's Uncle Neely. <laughs> Maybe it is Uncle Neely. <laughs> he, is our, he is our resident defensive mind. That is true. He's probably bummed, too. He loved Coach Kelly. He would hang out with Coach Kelly all the time, just in the meetings and everything. Yep. Yep. So... No, but uh, hope I think Unc is coming back. I want to say mid month is what he told us. Okay, so he'll be here for sure. Uh, Big TZ is asking what you did while you were in his area over the weekend. Um, that's where uh, Ali's family lives in the uh, DC area, and uh, in, in her family, like they have all sorts of cultural traditions for New Year's Eve. So that's what we do every year for New Year's Eve: is go hang out with the. Uh, her family and do all the fun traditions and stuff like that. It's great. Nice. Uh, Zay's asking, has Willie Gaines entered the portal? He is not. Kendrick Breedlove did, though. Kendrick Breedlove did, yep. And uh, I will say, I'm I'm happy for him. I think that he has a chance to be a, a player for someone next year. Breedlove? Yep. Yep. Um, and then Sean, what's up, man? 
asking, what are your guys' thoughts on CL3 looking sick watching FSU get dog stopped from the sidelines? Um, <laughs> that's exactly what I would look like if my team was getting beat like that. Yep. Actually, you guys have seen the watch alongs. Yep. Uh, bummer though. <laughs> yep. Bummer. Probably thinking about what he's going to do with that humidifier. <laughs> um, yeah, we've talked to Rob J. We'll see about getting him back at some point. All right. Um, fun show today. That was a fun show. And uh, I will say, it's certainly not by accident, but I just have so much appreciation for the way Coach Prime uh, and this team finds a way to always stay interesting. It's it's amazing, man. It's, it's a gift that keeps on giving. It truly is. Like, think about all of our Monday in this one, I guess these last two have been Tuesdays. Like, our first yeah. show of the week every oh, week. Always. It's crazy. <laughs> because we have three days of backlog stuff <laughs> yeah. to just go through. Yeah, in the middle of the off season. I know. It's great. It's, it's great. I agree. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll see what's next then, I guess. Yes, sir. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. We all silly like the mayor. 